Somebody come get her. She dancing like a stripper. Come and come get her. She dancing like a Who in the hell put the muffins in the freezer? Hello, friends. This is Carrie White, and you are listening to the Misconceptions Podcast. just don't understand the future supercomputer wants me to kill Deja but I mean I've known her for a long time she's worked with my business for a while and well she doesn't seem like an evil person that would destroy the city as we know it but what is the city as we know it I just don't understand wish I could see the future that she sees maybe I can ask her about seeing the future maybe she would show me I don't know. But I also probably have terrible luck with women because Linda was evil, turned out to be horrible, so it's possible Deja could too. Hmm. I don't know, but hopefully it just doesn't end with, like, killing someone. I'd like to avoid that. I just want to be a good person this time. Previously on Misconceptions... Uh, the crew came back together after a week apart to explore different aspects of their lives, questions that they had, or missions they were pursuing. There are many uh, different story threads up in the air that uh, we don't have answers yet to. But Bill, after being reunited with his wife and son, uh, spent a week just being with them. But also along with being with him, uh, he decided to start training his body. Now that he was bereft of his mythos powers and abilities, training his, his body to protect them from any who would mean them harm. And also, Bill is a sleeper, a citizen of the city who is unaware of the mythical nature hidden behind the veil of the mist. What this will mean for the crew, and for Bill's relationship with the crew going forward, is yet to be seen. Meanwhile, Esther did some digging into uh, her mysterious father's past, specifically this owl ring that he gave her, and she did some investigating into the mysterious person of Lena, who was somehow connected to this ring, but also somehow connected to Esther's father, Morty. She knows that Lena works at the library at Brook and Bishop Street. Whether she will go there to confront Lena and figure out what all this means remains to be seen. Meanwhile, Faye did some investigating into the Rat Pack. Where are they? Why have they been missing? And how she would save them. She found a big belly burger that was somewhere near the nexus of their operations in Wonderland. And, um... We'll see if she can figure out some more information from that. Meanwhile, Ren repaired his broken laptop, but also pondered what his mission means, that he must kill Deja, and why he must kill Deja. And the crew, after coming back together, decided that they needed to figure out, why is Deja such a threat? Why does she need to be taken care of? 
And so that is where we pick up this episode with the crew in Esther's SUV going towards, uh, well, where are you going towards? Because last we left off, y'all said y'all were going to investigate Deja. So are you going to Deja's uh, place of business, to her work? It was night whenever we left y'all. Uh, is it morning now? Is it that same night? Uh, what's going on? I feel like it'd be the same night. I figured that we would go to uh, her resident. residence. Residence? Her place of okay. living? Yeah. Her residence. Her house. Her house, yeah. Her Let's just go with that. Her house. Her place. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, so th- this episode picks up with the SUV pulling around a corner to a apartment complex couple stories tall um Rin you know because you have been stalking Deja and you have kept tabs on your former employees and uh you know that this is where Deja resides um also before we go any further Bill is a sleeper let's talk about what that means mechanically it means that Bill you have a uh, persistent mistbound five status. Oh. Um, this applies to any mythos powers you try to use. Um, of course, you are a sleeper. You don't have mist powers, but you have that mistbound five status. Until that is removed or overcome, uh, you are a sleeper. You see things as the mist wants you to see them. You don't see past the veil of the mist. Um, everybody else. Whenever Bill is present with you in a scene, you all take a suppressed Mythos Powers 5 status. What that means is, whenever Bill is present, you have a minus 5 to any roles trying to use Mythos Powers. Bill wants to stay asleep. He wants to stay oblivious to the true nature of the city. And the mist helps him with that in congealing around him and choking out powers around him. So whether you feel the weight of the mist around you or you don't realize it until you try to manipulate the mist and use your powers, um, if you want to wake Bill up, um, there are a couple of different ways you can do this. Um, First of all, Bill can make the choice to end the sleep at any time. you can he can accept the reality that there's something beyond the mist or something about the events around them have jolted her mem- their memory um whenever bill takes an action to look for answers beyond the ordinary life uh, his sleep will end um uh, and then losing a theme when you lose a theme as a sleeper your sleep ends and you get a new mythos theme you can take moves to affect the mistbound status, uh, specifically on Bill, and this would mean like helping him to remember. Mm-hmm. But as for getting rid of your suppressed mythos ability, uh, unless you have an ability to warp the mist, you cannot affect that. Okay. So, in an SUV. You pull around, you see the apartment complex that Ren has told you Deja is in. What do y'all do? I don't plan to go inside. So, am I the only one going inside, possibly? It might be best to not, like, spook her. Just four people are like, ah! 
Yeah, but one person showing up from the dead would spook her, probably. <laughs> that'd be, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be enough, huh? Um, do you have your... We all have our comms on, yes? Chase. Yes. <clears throat> Unless that's a missed thing. No, I think it's normal tech. Um, we could kid... We could kidnap her and bring her back somewhere and question her. Oh, I don't know if we need to kidnap. Okay. I'm not really good at the kidnapping thing, because I'm very small in stature. Rin is not a physically imposing creature. But are we going to, I mean, if she goes missing, how hard is somebody going to be looking for her? You know what I mean? Yeah. Rin, how many friends does she have? (laughs) (laughs) None to speak of. Excellent. I mean, we've kidnapped plenty. What's another person? true it doesn't always end well <laughs> well no we need is like a banana leaf and some buckets or something yes <laughs> yes yeah. um i mean ren this is your expertise she said questioningly um i know technology apparently i am bad at reading people and i am not good at kidnapping Right, but you know the most about Deja and your mission. That is also true. I will go talk to her. And I will say the code word pineapple three times in a row if it doesn't work out. It'll be super secretive. She'll never know. All right. Sounds good. I have low faith in this endeavor. (laughs) No other options are presenting themselves. It's going to work. I believe. I uh, do believe in fairies. I do. I do. I do. Uh, all right. So, Ren, you get out of the SUV. Uh, you pull your hoodie up around your head to block out the rain, and you rush across the street. Um, and, Ren, once you get a certain amount of feet away from the car, you can feel like your light in your head light back up. And you shrug for a moment, and was it off? You didn't even really notice until it turned back on. Anyways, you rush across the street to uh, the apartment complex. It has one of those little buzzer systems that you have to push to get into the door. What do you do? What if I use technopathy machine possession? Just kind of like put my hand up to it. Yes, and I think you don't even have to roll for that because you can like just stick two fingers towards the pad and we see like this little arc of blue electrical tine that touches the buzzers and all of them at once go and the door opens at your touch and Rin walks in Uh, Rin disappears from your view uh, the rest of you in the SUV and uh, Esther as you're watching you see a police car slowly slowly driving down the street in the rain uh, and they just I activate my invisibility shield (laughs) just kidding yeah sure uh, but it just slowly drives by. Faye, as it drives by, like, ducks. Well, I guess I shouldn't move my actual head away from the mic. But <laughs> she, like, ducks down. Yeah, because that's going to make them not see the SUV. <laughs> I didn't say I was good at hiding. The forest is my safe. I'm done. 
And then we cut inside. Uh, Rin riding the elevator up to Deja's apartment. Uh, you enter onto the floor where she is. You walk down to her apartment. You're standing in front of the door. I knock on the door. Uh, it is late, uh, maybe midnight at this point. But the door opens up. And, uh, well, not opens up. Who opens their door at midnight <laughs> in the city? You see the door open, but the, uh, the chain latch catches it, and it doesn't open all the way. And you see a sliver of a face peek out from around the door. And you hear a voice say, Oh my, oh my god, Ren? Hey, Deja, how's it going? The door slams in your face. He knocks on it again. He's like, hey, listen, we can work this out. Like, it, I know I left, and you, like, did your own thing, and you went to a business, and it's not the best business, because I looked him up, and you know that ours is better, but I would really like to talk to you, because I have some things to discuss. Please, will you open the door? You hear some deadbolts and latches being undone, and the door opens. And you see Deja standing there. Deja is a black woman, um, and uh, she has her hair braided in a very beautiful way. Um, She is wearing uh, shorts, and she has a college sweatshirt uh, draped over her shoulders. And she opens the door up, and she says, Ren, what are you doing here? It's safer if we talk inside. I don't want anyone to spot me being here since I'm on the run. And he kind of like, he just is like slumped over. He just looks awkward. I don't know how mm-hmm. to best describe it. Uncomfortable. He just looks yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. She steps aside and lets you in. He walks in. Alright. Um, you see uh, her apartment is decorated with uh, different posters of different musicians. Um, she has uh, like some playbills to different plays that are framed, um, but it's a pretty Spartan apart- apartment as far as decoration goes. Um, but you you step in and she closes the door and latches all the locks behind you. Rin, what what the hell are you doing here? Th- three months ago, Pablo and I are doing the work that you're supposed to be doing. These Officers jump in, cuff us, throw us to the ground. We're, we spend the night in jail. And then when I get out, I, I hear all these news reports about you killing kids and shooting up eateries and what? She like puts her fingertips in front of her mouth and takes a breath. What the hell is going on, Ren Pascal? You have a lot of good questions. And there are, well, a lot of things have happened, as you see. It's just the thing is, it's complicated. It's not, it's not how it seems. It's not like I purposely went out and like killed a bunch of kids. That was not the intention. They just happened to be in a building that I just happened to collapse. Oh my God. So bad guys. you, you actually have killed children? It was an accident. There were bad guys. There was mafia people, and the crane fell over. It was... Oh, my God. Oh, my 
God, Rin. And she like is pacing the apartment, her hands held up to her head. Oh my God. And she, she's just kind of pacing, just rubbing her temples. I need, I need you to focus and sit down for a second. Like I know oh, those things oh, are tragic. You need me, bad, but that's sure, not the reason that sure, I'm here. Sure, you need me. Yeah, let's go there. How about uh, the company that you hired me for needed a boss? Or how about when I started taking up the slack for your work, I needed a raise? Or how about whenever Pablo wasn't doing jack shit at the job, I needed his desk for my job? Rin. Oh my God! Are we still? Are we? Talking like we're normal people? You're a wanted person and you you just admitted to killing children! What if... How about this? <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he has his hands up like crabs or something. Um, and he's like, but what if... I just sign over the business to you, you quit that shitty job that you're at, because you know they suck... And then you could have a business and do whatever you want with it and get paid whatever you want. But there's some things that we need to discuss. Uh, like hell they are. Uh, first of all, you don't have a business, Rin. Your assets were seized by the police. I don't... I don't want you to sign your business over to me, whatever's left of it. Second of all, I earned that job, that shitty job you're talking about. And I earned it by what I did. Just like how I hope I earned a spot at your job by what I did. Do you know how hard it is for a woman, a black woman, to do what I do and to succeed in this male-dominated industry? Rin, I'm speechless. I don't even know what to say. You show up here at 12.06 on a Wednesday night she sits down in this uh, like moon chair <sighs> Rin why are you here? Okay so you remember how I got into an accident or whatever and I you know you came by and you like repaired those like robot parts of my brain yes I remember so it's connected to that. There's okay. I'm I'm glad you're sitting down because you need to sit down for this one. There's a supercomputer that made me get into a wreck and then implanted this into my brain. And so I have these cybernetic enhancements, but the computer is from the future, and the future thinks that you're like an evil person that's gonna destroy the whole timeline of the city. Uh are we we're on the comms and we can hear this conversation? Uh Rin, have you left the comms on? Yes. Okay, yeah, you can hear this. So as he's about to blurt out all of our secrets, uh he hears Esther scream, Don't say that I don't think that we need to reveal that to her at this moment. And at this time, Ren takes out his earpiece and sets it on the ground. Ooh. Uh. Is her, is she, uh, is her window, like, where, like, visible from our vehicle? Of course. So you can snipe it? Yep. <laughs> I'm going to shoot at the window. 
Oh, You're going at to her shoot window. at her window? I don't know what else to whoa, do. We whoa, have whoa, to whoa. pause this. Esther. He's, he's, at this point, Yeah, if so we, Esther's if we rolling wait, down the window, pulling out her revolver. <laughs> if we wait, he's already told her. I will, I'll go up. I'll go up. It's, he's already told her if we wait. Well, we're, he's already told her now. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's why I So the what is you shooting through the window going to do but it's bring that gonna, cop back? It's going to distract Bill, him. as the two women are shouting and arguing, you see a person walking up to the car. As they step under the uh, street light, you see the uniform of a officer. And they walk up to the passenger side window and they tap on the window. Um, Esther doesn't have her, like... <laughs> no, I... But <laughs> she I, doesn't I, have I was rolling windows. down the window and I had the gun in my lap. Okay, okay, okay. And I think as he knocks on the window, we cut back to Ren and Deja. Oh, come on. So, okay. I know this is a lot to take in. Uh, Okay, let's see. So, yeah. So, I guess it's just like this idea that you're like a danger to the future of the city. I do not know why, but... This is the only scenario that I think that if I talk to you about it, maybe this certain future that the supercomputer has won't happen. Because her, um, I don't know if it's her. I mean, the, the supercomputer uses a woman's voice. I assume that AI is genderless, doesn't have a sex, but anyways. So, oh, Ren, you're rambling and I don't have time for it. So, the supercomputer, she does like air quotes, says, I'm a danger to the air quotes again, future, and it sent you. Here? Yes, the supercomputer. I can show you the supercomputer. I mean, like, do you think any normal person who's intelligent amazing as me has cybernetic enhancements in their brain? Let's start with that one. But, yes, I talked to a supercomputer or AI that is from the future. And you are the only person that would be knowledgeable about that because we all know that Pablo is an idiot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Pablo's working at a big belly burger now or something. That's probably true, and he's probably drunk the entire time like he was at work. He was he was a friend from college. I was doing him a solid because he was really smart in college. And turns out he just cheated off me the entire time. And I didn't know because I was oblivious. But we're going to move past that. And, and, I, and I just I would like your help with this situation because the alternative according to the supercomputer is to um uh it's just i mean it's it's casual uh she it uh wants to kill you um uh excuse me i i like to avoid that did you say did you say this supercomputer wants you to kill me see when you say it like that it sounds bad Rin, you see Deja's eyes like flit to the um, coffee table and to a drawer that's in the coffee table and then snap back to you. See, but I like to avoid violence. I'm not a violent person. I like to avoid death and killings. And so I just want to talk to you about maybe... Well, that's a change of heart. 
because I'm pretty sure there's a construction site downtown that is still pulling bodies out of, which I guess apparently you caused? And now the mass murderer has come into my apartment to want to talk to me or uh, murder me? See, when you say it like that, it makes me sound really bad. Uh, hell yes, it does, Rin, and I'm not saying anything any certain way. I'm just saying the facts. But does it help that it was mostly mafia men and they were bad people and the children were controlled by other bad people and they didn't realize what they were doing? Oh my gosh, I feel like whenever I'm around you, I'm losing my mind. And we cut from that scene to the SUV. The police officer knocks on the window again. Excuse me, could uh, I talk to whoever's inside, please? So it's raining. Mm-hmm. So I have a raincoat on, and I throw up the hood and, <laughs> and roll down the window slightly, but like halfway, because I don't want the rain to come in, and I'm kind of turned. Yes. <laughs> May. May I help you? Oh, good. Leslie's back. Leslie Williams. Um, he, like, unclips a uh, flashlight from his belt and kind of shines it through the little crack of the uh, whatever and kind of illuminates you. Um, could you please turn on the... Uh, or no, that's not his voice. Uh, could you please turn on the, the light there? Uh, well, it's not been working lately. So, I'm not sure. I mean, I could try, but... He kind of, like, cranes his head to kind of look into the sliver of window <laughs> that you have provided. Uh, how many people do you have in the car with you, ma'am? Uh, there's, there's three of us total. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He kind of flashes a light over towards Esther. May I ask uh, what the three of you are doing in this parked vehicle uh, at 12.010 at night? We're parking, sir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Officer, are, are we, are we uh, breaking any laws? I don't think we were... No, we just uh, had some uh, suspicious uh, individuals around lately. Uh, just just wanted to make sure that everyone was okay. Um, there's, is there anyone else in the vehicle with you? Nope. Not at the moment. All right, well, uh, y'all have a good day. And he steps away, and uh, as he's stepping away, you see him reach up to the walkie-talkie in his chest, and he starts talking into it. Faye rolls up the window. Esther, we need to get out of here. Esther drives off. Okay. Esther drives off, and you see uh, if anybody's looking, like, in the rearview mirror or behind you, you see that police officer, like, start running back towards his car. Esther doesn't speed away or anything. I know, but as soon as you start moving, he runs back to his car. We should ditch the car. Where? He's on our tail. He isn't in his car yet. Pull into that alley and we'll run. We'll go to the roof. I guess we turn into the alley and we ditch the car. If you are wanting to ditch the vehicle, you need to roll a sneak around, Esther. Whoever wants to spend help points on her may do so. Can I use my life lessons tag? Um, sure. You can have two help points for me. 
How are you going to help her? Um, well, I'm yelling at her. <laughs> That's helpful. But, Always. like, we're strategizing through our yelling, which is really the best way we communicate. Okay. Uh, you also take a minus one for your marked SUV status. Eight. An eight. All right. Faye is yelling. Esther is driving. Bill is looking over his shoulder. You work your way through different streets and alleys and roads, um, putting some distance between you and Ren and Deja. And you finally find a spot to pull in the car. You jump out and you start running. But I'm going to choose that you are perceived by secondary sense because as you pull in the SUV into this alleyway, what do y'all do? Bill, sorry. Um, you're gonna need to cover your eyes and she's gonna put like a towel over Bill's eyes so he can't see and then create a ladder for her and Esther to climb up onto the roof and she just like has Bill come with. Okay. You you put the blindfold around Bill, you try to conjure these plants. The plants do not come. You're so rude. You're so rude. How do they not come? Because he is still in the scene. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, is there a fire escape? Of course, but you'd have to jump up and grab it. Fine, I jump up and grab No, I use my fucking maypole to grab it. Uh, you try to conjure your maypole. It does not appear. My maple is not. <laughs> it is mythos. It's not. It is mythos. But using it's just a pole. It's a mythos pole. <laughs> it's a pole of mythos. <laughs> <laughs> so we have this scene of Faye like running over to a corner of the alleyway, like <sighs> nothing happens, and then she like flicks out her hand, nothing happens, and she's just running around this alleyway, blindfolded. Hello, friends, and welcome to the mid-roll section of episode 72. I'm your host and game master, David White, back from the break, ready to deliver some awesome stories and fun times to you and your ear holes. Anyways, uh, hey, everybody, it's been a while. Welcome back, or I guess maybe we are being welcomed back into your life since we were the ones that left. Y'all didn't go anywhere. You're so dedicated. Thank you so much. Um, you're like that, uh, that, that Japanese dog that waited for its owner at the train station, but then the train owner died and never came back. This is, this is an awful metaphor. I'm, this is, I'm cutting the cord on this one. Anyways, uh, hi, we're back. Uh, we just took a month off because, you know, life was very, very busy during August. There was a lot of stuff going on in all our lives, so we just took a month to rest, uh, and recuperate, and take some time for some life stuff, um, and it was good. Um, however, a uh, little bit of serious time. 
uh, during that month off, uh, I made the decision to ask Zach to leave the podcast and the network. Um, if you aren't on our social media pages, you probably did not see my written statement that went out last month. Um, and I am not going to go into any more details than what I provided in that written statement. If you want to read it for yourself, you may. Um, his last episode was already recorded whenever I asked him to leave, and uh, so Zach's last episode will be episode 74. Um, after that, I will NPC Ren and provide a um, good send-off for this character that I'm sure many of you have come to love and appreciate. Uh, Ren is such a fun, zany character, and I want to give him a good, positive send-off. We that remain are going to do our best to make the last half of this season a really great one for y'all. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. Now, let's get back to, to funny things. Fart jokes. Ha, <laughs> Anyways. Um, hey, let's talk about our Patreon for a second. As you know, this show is fully supported by the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. And right now, we are past our $400 month goal. And we have a new goal less than $100 away. At $500 a month, we are going to be able to maintain a merch store and a podcast network website with cool information about both of our shows, misconceptions, and sins of the father, details about the cast, a store for you to buy cool merch things from our shows, uh, and also at this level... I'm going to be able to pay our editors for Misconceptions, for Sins of the Father, and our patron-only show, uh, SideQuest. I'll be able to pay those three editors even more. Uh, and they deserve it because they work really hard on their respective shows. So, if you are a fan of this show, if you want to continue to support us, if you want to see us grow and get even better, please go to our Patreon. The link is provided. And help us get to $500 a month so we can release this cool website for y'all. And also to give a pay raise to some very deserving people. And in line with uh, our new Patreon goal, we have some new Patreon rewards. Starting at the $10 a month level, uh, there is going to be an entry-based system into a monthly patron game night. Uh, it will be hosted on the third Friday of every month, uh, and it will just be a fun time for me to get to play with some of you in uh, just any games we want to play. Uh, could be City of Mist, could be D&D. Could be a fun lasers and feelings hack. Uh, we'll, we'll find out together. But if you want to be entered into that drawing, please pledge starting at the $10 a month level. And you will be entered into that drawing to win a spot at our table every month to just have fun and geek out and be nerdy. And speaking of our patrons, I need to give some patron shoutouts. First shoutout goes to Ryan Bruin. Bruin. Ryan, I gotta be honest, did you up your pledge just so you could make me more uncomfortable because I have to say your name and I just, I honest to God, do not know how to say your last name. Ryan, why did you do this to me? But also, Ryan, thank you for upping your pledge and supporting us even more on our Patreon and uh, helping this show reach new heights. 
I also want to give a shout out to Celeste. Celeste, they are an awesome person, and I had the honor of playing with them on a Twitch stream, uh, Sunset City by Matt Evans. We got to play Masks together, and Masks is a super, super awesome game, and Celeste is a super, super awesome role player. You should definitely check them out, and the rest of the Sunset City crew over on Matt Evans' Twitch channel, Matt or M-A-T-E-V-7 is the title of his Twitch channel, but Celeste is an awesome person, and Celeste, thank you so much for supporting us. You are so, so awesome. I also want to give a shout-out to my friend Craig Frankum. Craig Frankum! Thank you for upping your pledge and supporting us even more. All right, well, this mid-roll section has really gone some places. I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited that you are back with us. Let's get back to this episode. And let's see what in the hell is going to happen with Ren and Deja. Uh, and we cut from that to a <laughs> a vehicle lot across the way from this um, scene, and we just see a camera that is blinking red. We cut back inside to Ren and Deja. So listen, Deja, I just it'll be like old times without all the killing and death. I just Ren, I don't know if I want old times with you. Do you? This job has been so stressful. I I saw you and I admired you for the work you were doing and the obstacles you had to overcome. And I was getting the call to work for you. It was the happiest day of my life. But looking back on it, I wish it had never happened. Ever since I've worked with you, I've been woken up in the middle of the night to to operate on your brain i've had to bring medical supplies to you i god i looked like an idiot in front of your accomplices showing up in a nightgown thinking that you wanted she stops herself and bites her lip i don't know if i want to go back to the good old days rin Okay, so maybe the days weren't great and things were super stressful. But uh, the thing is, the supercomputer wants you for some reason. If I can just take you to the place where the supercomputer is, maybe we can figure out this mess. Because if I don't succeed in my mission, they'll just send another person and they won't be as kind. She squints at you, and she pauses for a moment to think. You know what, Ren? Maybe you're right. Um, she nods to like the corner of the room where there's a coat rack. Could you grab my jacket? I'll I'll come with you. Just just promise me nothing weird is gonna happen. And God, this is already so weird. Could you just get my jacket, Ren? I want to... I don't know. I'm trying to think of Flashes of the Future because I have a real good feeling mm. <laughs> that she's going to shoot me or tase me. Yeah, I think um, as she says that, something pops up in the corner of your uh, futuristic glasses 
you hear that robotic voice uh, from the supercomputer say, Threat detected. And like there's a little reticule that zooms up on the drawer that she looked at. And you can see that there is pepper spray in there. I know that you're... That I sound like a real dangerous person. But I see that there is pepper spray in your little thing there. Her eyes go wide. I am trying to tell you the truth. I have the cybernetic enhancements from the future. And I was given the vision of the future of this moment. Because I can look in the future like a little bit ahead. And I know how this scenario is going to play. I'm going to go grab your jacket. You're going to grab it. You're going to spray me. And I don't really know what happens after that. But I imagine the police come or something really bad happens. And I like to avoid that. So, Ren reaches over to the coffee table and opens the drawer and grabs the pepper spray. Mm. Yeah, you open it up and you see the pepper spray right in there. And I think as you open it up, you see her laptop is sitting on top of the uh, coffee table. And you see she just has, like, different screens and things pulled up. And uh, actually, Ren, as you're looking, you see she has a hard drive plugged into her laptop. And then on the other side of the coffee table is a box of files. And as you squint and look at the files, these are files from your office. So I've been open and honest with you, and I see that you've got some files from work that you are so desperately saying you don't want to attach yourself to. But yet here we are, and you've got all these mysterious files from my work would you like to talk about that and i think at this point ren you need to roll and investigate what could you add machine possession technopathy what if i well i don't know i was thinking about invoking the weakness tag too bro which one for the digital data implants because like this okay. is like a lot of emotions oh and yeah all these things in my and so Mm-hmm. I thought about doing technopathy, machine possession, and then sensory overload, so just a plus one. Yeah, definitely. So go ahead and give yourself an attention in digital data implants, and that means you have nah, 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 three attention in digital data implants, and you can grab a theme improvement here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, so you're rolling with a plus one? Yep. Good. Thank the Lord. Hey, let's go. What did you get? Oh my gosh. I was stressed. (laughs) (laughs) I got a 10. A 10. So on a 10 plus, you get clues equal to power, and your power was 1. So during this uh, interrogation scene, you can ask Deja one question. I touch her laptop, and you kind of see, like, it goes dark for a sec. Everything, like the keyboard, the laptop screen, like, it just, like, turns black. And then you kind of see this, uh, the command code running, and it's like uh, going through, and it's like access granted. And then suddenly the screen like glows blue. It feels like there's this energy coming, f- emanating from the laptop, mm-hmm. and it like glows really. His brain, like the enhancement, glows really bright, and then it kind of fades, and then suddenly it's just that blue screen, and it's like. User and Pascal, would you like to enact enhanced interrogation mode? Um, yeah. Okay, and I think using you as a conduit, but also the laptop as a conduit, 
the supercomputer manifests hologram screens all around you and Deja, and there's one that lands in front of Deja and shows you her heart rate and, um, like, basically like a floating lie detector. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it lands on her and kind of shows her anatomy and things. And you see, from your point of view, you see, like, basically points that you could kill her. Like, hit her here to stop her heart. Hit her here to sever her neck. Um, All these things. Uh, And the supercomputer speaks into your head. User and Pascal, you must destroy the time virus. All right, Deja, I'm I'm trying to show you what I've been talking about and what's been going on since I had these implanted. Why are you investigating the business? I thought you said you were out. Okay, and Deja looks around her apartment. She looks at all the different screens around her, showing her personal information, showing her uh, work history, her educational history, showing her vital signs, uh, showing you where you need to hit her to kill her. Um, And she becomes very ashen-faced and she looks at you and she says all right all right Ren well after your business went under and once I got out of jail because they found out I literally didn't know anything about your murdering spree I got an offer for a job um, working at a, a software firm and it was going good and going well and then I was approached by this woman who said she was going to pay me to do some investigating and to do some digging. I asked why me? And she said because I had ties to you and to your company and your information. Then she, I don't know how she did it, but she got all of your information on this hard drive she provided me with physical files that were taken from the office I I saw them confiscated by the police I have no idea how she got them but anyways she wanted me to investigate someone you knew she wanted me to investigate your old partner Paul St. George she wanted me to figure out where he was if you knew where he was I don't know they they paid me a lot of money to find out where this Paul St. George guy is my my old business partner I mean I haven't I haven't talked to him I haven't seen him he's the reason I started Pascal and Associates we had a business going and then all of a sudden uh he convinced the shareholders that I was some virus in the company, even though we started together. It was my idea, and he cut me out. He pushed me out of the business, and I don't, I don't even care about this dude. That's that's why I started Pascal and Associates because I was gonna rise up. We were so successful, and we were doing things. When we were we were involved in the city. And our computers and our technology was used throughout the city. I just didn't think that... I don't know where Paul St. George is anymore. He he could be in hell for all I care about. Uh, the supercomputer speaks into your head. 
user and Pascal, you must eliminate Deja de Lacroix before she finds Paul St. George. And Deja says, Ren, I know all of that. I've been investigating this for the past two months since you've been killing more people. Listen, I don't know what is going on, but I also know that if I am going to become anything, if I'm going to make a name for myself, I'm going to have to finish this job, I'm going to have to get this money, and I'm going to become who I want to be. And your weird glowing head and your murderous robot computer isn't going to stop me from doing that. So if you're here to intimidate me, then you can go to hell too, Ren Pascal. The computer screams into your ear again. User Ren Pascal, you must destroy the time virus. See, you don't understand the... uh, And, like, you can see him, like, groaning, and he's, like, straining, because, like, it just... The computer, the supercomputer just keeps, like, replaying that message over and over and over, and the volume just keeps increasing. And he's, like, holding, like, gripping his forehead. And he's like, I I know you wanted to make a name for yourself, but you can't find this guy. He's bad news. He... Maybe he's the reason that you... I don't, I don't know. This, she just wants, I just can't think. You can't find him, ever. He's not a good guy. He, he is a virus. He destroys everything in his path, or he just uses you until you're worthless. He is the reason why I can't get back to, to where, where I was before. It's not about me, but it's, it's the greater good. It's the city that we have to take care of. And Rin, I'm in control of my life. And I know my worth. And from where I'm sitting, Paul St. George isn't a wanted criminal in the city. So I definitely don't want your help. But the, there's a reason that he's not a wanted criminal. And you can tell, like, Ren is just like exhausted because he he still hears that voice the a, the supercomputer in his head but he's just kind of like he i don't know you you you, you can kind of see like the him just kind of giving up when you like look at his face yeah and i think as this exhaustion is setting in you're arguing with deja you're trying to process your own emotions and your own thoughts and the supercomputer is screaming in your head you see a little text pop up on your visor that says User and Pascal, will you complete your mission? Yes or no? I just need time to think. I can't complete the mission. The no box checks itself. And Ren, all of a sudden, you hear an intense whirring. So loud and so strong. And you physically fall to the ground, clutching at your head. Ren, your supercomputer is trying to take control of you to use you as a weapon to do your mission for you. You need to roll a face danger against a murderous cyborg five status. Good God. You may not use any of your mythos power tags. Do you have anything that could help you with this? I don't even think there's anything to add. Yeah, I don't think you can defend yourself from this. 
All right, Ren, go ahead and roll that face danger. Let's see what you get. Well, that is not a good roll. That is a solid three. So, Ren, you take a murderous cyborg five uh, status. And um, so the pressure in your head uh, just compacts and you feel this whirring sensation and you hear this loud screeching noise and through your uh, like tears that are dotting your eyes you see your usually blue visor turn red Um, and we as the audience can see that node that is glowing on the side of your head also turn red you feel your consciousness being shunted to the back of your mind as something else takes over using your cybernetic enhancements as an anchor for its own directives your super future computer takes control of your body you can see everything through this red tint and as these tears start to well up in your eyes and you look through that red tint you see deja standing in front of you in one hand she has the pepper spray pointed towards her face and in the other hand next to her side she has a glowing coiled length of lasso and she looks at you and she says get the hell out of my apartment end of episode thanks for listening to this week's episode of misconceptions we'll be back with our next episode on september 21st if you have a facebook or twitter you can find us on both of those social media platforms and we would love it if you did if you would like to contact us we do have an email misconceptionspod at gmail.com and you can email us that way You can also join our Discord by clicking the link in the show notes below. This show is fully supported by the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. If you would like to support this show financially, please click the link below and become one of our patrons. City of Mist is an RPG created by Son of Oak. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. The Misconceptions theme music was composed by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. Misconceptions is a product of the Misconceptions Podcast Network. And that's it for this week's episode of Misconceptions. Thank you so much for sticking around. Thank you so much for listening and enjoying our show. And uh, be sure to stick around for a geek out during the credits right after this wraps up. But with all that out of the way, keep it nerdy, y'all.
let's geek out. And on that note... <laughs> yeah. Man, I was really hoping to go, like, rage on her or something, but that works too. Yeah. Just rip her in half. I don't know, something intense. Like, burn a power tag or something and, like, I don't know. Rin becomes Conan. Or Conan. Not Conan. Conan is a late night show host. Conan is a barbarian. Yeah. Um, I never understood that. That. So anytime somebody names. talks about Conan the Barbarian, mm-hmm. I just picture Conan dressed like a caveman. Oh, you, fi- you picture Conan O'Brien dressed <laughs> yeah. as a caveman? Mm-hmm. So it's a weird thing. For I'm me. sure. I'm sure there's art of that existing somewhere in the world. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well. Uh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Cool, 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 cool. Let's geek out over episodes 72 and 71. How did everybody feel about those two? Hmm? <laughs> what? What happened in 71? What happened in 71? <laughs> what happened in the past two episodes you recorded? In 71, y'all had the photo montages. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, and in 72, y'all went to the uh, apartment and then y'all ran away and started running around in an alleyway. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Let it be known oh, that Esther... Oh, yeah, we just like chilling in the freaking <laughs> alley. alley. Yep. Let it be known that Esther took the most notes she's taken in a long time for episode 71. Yeah, I saw you. Holy. <laughs> wow. So... Listeners, uh, I don't know if you could hear that. I jumped because Tessa and Carrie jumped, but uh, we're in the middle of a thunderstorm, uh, and that was a very loud clap of thunder. It's very reminiscent of the time that we recorded the warehouse scene. Which one was that? It was the one where the wolf, the like portal opened and they came out. Oh, was that Water Treatment Plant 23? Yeah, and it went Oh, okay. That sounded like a heart. It was yeah, meant to sound like a bomb. bomb. <laughs> it, it definitely sounded like a, someone dying heart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. Gosh. yeah. So yeah, I saw Carrie taking a, a lot of notes during seventy one. Um, what were you taking notes on, Carrie? The things that were happening. Oh, okay. Just a lot to take notes on. Yeah. Oh, okay. What were you wanting me to say there? I don't know. You wanted a particular thing, and I'm. Yeah, but how do y'all feel about those those two episodes? Pretty cool. A lot of progression. Yeah. Zach's a murderer again. I'm going to be. I'm offended. Rin. Rin uh, is a murderer, not Zach. Yeah. No, I, I said what I said. <laughs> Thanks, Logan. Yeah. Uh, Rin, how do you feel about uh, this, this whole storyline culminating right now? I'm actually really excited that it's culminating because like, I feel like We've put Deja and, like, all of Ren's stuff on the back burner. I mean, we did have, like, really pressing matters. Not that, mm-hmm. like, it was, you know, people were avoiding it or anything like that. But Yeah, screw my family. Yeah, we did have pressing matters of, <laughs> of Bill's family But to if we save. could just get to my storyline, that'd be great. But if we could just get quick to what I want to do. Um, no, I'm excited because, like, we really, like, haven't, I don't know, I feel like it's been a while since we've even talked to Deja. Yeah, Other yeah. Other than, like, I think you had updated us. I mean, obviously, these two episodes of what she was doing, but I think even in previous episodes, it was like, she's at a new company. And that was about it. Yeah, we haven't seen Deja in a while. Um, she hasn't shown up in season three yet. Um, well, until now. 
Um, yeah, what was the last time y'all saw her? Because at the end of season two, y'all kind of like just steamrolled one thing into the other. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I don't, I don't remember when y'all last saw Deja. It's been a while. I mean, I'm looking back even at, uh, 56, where Hobby shoots Pip Hamill. I mean, it's pretty long ago. Yeah. Even farther than that, so. And, and this, it seems like it's uh, opened up some stuff, right? Like, it's time virus. She has a lasso now. There's, there's something going on that we didn't know before. And it could be a lead, obviously. So yeah, yeah. that's exciting, too. Because it was feeling a little rut-like. Yeah. Yeah. Deja is a rift. Yeah, I was just thinking she was just a measly old NPC like Kevin or something. <laughs> measly old NPC. Hey, don't talk about Kevin that way. (laughs) But she was able to see and understand that Rin had a mythos, and it was not obscured by the mist for her. That is true. You're right. Oh, dang. Mm. I always thought that... Man, Hmm. I need to trust my gut more. (laughs) Man, all the way back in season one. Yeah, so we who knows how long she's... We were too caught up in her lingerie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, don't look at me like that. That's not how that meant. <laughs> what did you mean? <laughs> that we were so focused on her walking in the room the time she fixed Ren in lingerie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that we didn't pick up on the fact that I forgot she, <laughs> she was wearing lingerie. Yep. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So what is everyone's thoughts about Deja? Because it seems that a conflict is imminent. Um, what do y'all all think about Deja? Like, as a, not as characters, but just as players. I think that she is good and that the robot is bad. And by the robot saying um, an end of the city as you know it, maybe it's like an end to the cabal, right? And mm-hmm. the cabal's control. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I think. Mm. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The the supercomputer has shown you images of what it purports the city to be, or what it purports the future to look like, and it looks like, you know, this dystopian wasteland with, uh, like, it repeatedly showed you that there was no mist, there was, like, no vapor or clouds in the sky or anything. The sky was blood red, and there were, like, monsters walking around unobscured by the mist through the city. Um, so it did show you that stuff. Mistless. Mm-hmm. It showed all of us that. No, it showed Rin and uh, Bill oh, that. Okay. Oh, I don't remember that. My bad. Um. But why should I believe this riff? It's true. That's the question. It's very true. I don't even believe Rin. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't trust the supercomputer, but I made a point when the supercomputer asked if I would like help carry out the mission. I said, I specifically said, like, I will help protect the city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't say that I would help kill Deja because I didn't want to sign any dotted lines or anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. So this is going to sound terrible, but I think Deja just needs to die. Wow. <laughs> Why? Why does Tessa feel so strongly about Deja? <laughs> Killed so many people at this point. What's wow. Okay. Wow. Oh my god. And like, and it's also like from season one. Season one. Season, I don't know. But whenever Rain got the mission, 
y'all like chose behind the scenes who it was gonna be mm-hmm. so and it could have been one of us mm-hmm. are you sad that it's not one? are you sad Rin's not trying to kill one of y'all no i'm actually taking back everything i just said because i was gonna say it was gonna it could have been one of us which means like she's harmless but that would be that we shouldn't kill her I'm confused by yes, I, at this moment. I am too. Well, I mean, what if the person was like one of the players or one of us? That's what I am saying. That's what she's saying, yeah. <laughs> I am contradicting my own argument, yes. and I no longer have a strong stance on what I think should okay. happen. So Tessa is undecided on Deja. So Zach, how do you feel about Deja? This is a character that you created. Uh, I think... And that you are now... have Wait. And that you then chose to kill. Because you made the decision. So you created her, Yay. and now you want to kill her. Well. <laughs> so... Yeah. I just, I just get bored of my creation, so I just kill him. Oh, okay. There you go. I think Deja's been around since episode four... Uh, I think yeah. is whenever she was introduced. So she's been around since the beginning of the show. She had a good ride. She had a good ride. <laughs> so Zach, how do you feel about Deja? Uh, I I don't know. I have mixed feelings because like the part of Ren that like wants to truly do good, he kind of believes the future computer, supercomputer, that like Deja being killed is is the creates the best possible future. Uh, but then at the same time, he has all these like emotional ties to Deja. And like, really the only reason he hasn't been connected to her is because in season three is because he didn't want to endanger her and put her, put her in more danger than, well, I mean, technically she already was, I mean, cause she was a part of the business and everything, but that's the only reason that myself and then Ren didn't really do anything with season three. Cause they want to cause further harm. Yeah. Yeah. But here we are. An imminent uh clash between Rin and Deja. Two lovers. Is Deja a rift of Wonder Woman? Uh I cannot deny nor corroborate who Deja's rift is. No, I confirmed Wonder Woman rift. Maybe when we do our uh, geek out after the series at the close of season three, we'll uh I'll let you know. I need to let you know about all these rifts, because I also never told you about Dr. Jacoby's rift. I guessed it already. What is it? I'm just kidding. I was about to say. Uh, But Dr. (laughs) Jacoby was a rift of um, Dr. Moreau from uh, the island of Dr. Moreau. So um, not Jekyll and Hyde. He's, no, he was not Jekyll and Hyde. Um, but Dr. Moreau, the whole book is about a... Uh, I cannot remember who the main character's name is, but he washes up on an island, uh, and there are all these men-animal hybrids, and Dr. Moreau is the mad scientist that escaped to this island and you know started experimenting on these native people and everything. So, boom. That's, yeah. that's who Dr. Jacoby is based off of, and that's who his beast men are based off of. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. with a giant hole in your chest and a bunch of rocks on top of your body. Yeah, anything else? Any takeaways from these past two episodes? It's getting mm. real. It is getting real. It'll come out in the in the questions. That'll come out in the questions, right? Some might say that. I'm really upset 
that I couldn't use my powers. <laughs> like, so upset. It's a stinking pole. <laughs> I know, that was hilarious. Freaking Jaime. <laughs> I love how goofy y'all all seem to me now, in-game. Yeah. Just a ragtag bunch of misfits. I wrote down the descriptions that you gave for my notes. <laughs> and so Faye is a crazy plant lady. <laughs> Bren is an IT guru that cosplays. And I'm a jetpack wearing badass. Which doesn't sound cool at all. Alright, the Rocketeer. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about uh your powers, Faye. Yeah, I'm still mad. I don't forgive you yet. David, That's fine. That was that was that was like a sorry not sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, that was man. very sorry not sorry. Uh sorry you put yourself in a car with the dude that suppresses Mythos powers. We needed Bill to be included in our game. <laughs> you do need him to be included, and now you have to find interesting ways to include him. Right, except it, it, we're going to find ways to include you by not having you in the room with us. Right, can you leave? <laughs> Enemies are also suppressed. Did you say what? Enemies are also suppressed. <laughs> David just looked at me like... Duh, you idiot. <laughs> Tessa's uh-huh. having a hard time tonight. She's just not nailing this whole brain thing. Brain is hard. Uh, well, then, are we ready to uh, answer some questions? Yes. All right. So, uh, we have a couple of questions. How has the crew grown this session? Which character had the most meaningful interaction with your character this session? Which of your themes is under the most strain? If it collapses, what new aspect will show up in its place? And our very own custom geek out during the credits question. Uh, were two of your themes pitted against each other? If so, which one did you neglect? Give that theme a fade or a crack as appropriate. Who would like to answer one of those questions first? Me. Go ahead. It was very dope of the crew to hang around while I figured stuff out for a week. But then right after that, we got together and we're back to kicking butt and figuring things out. Right. So even though life happens and other stuff was going on, we still, when I got the call, you know, we went out and we're doing things. And I think that part of the growth question is, um, <laughs> we're experiencing growing pains right now, right? Because we're out in the rain, uh, looking like fools trying to escape something. And so there's like a pretty big cliffhanger. Uh, but I think that out of these growing pains, something like, uh, how would you say that? Like, like you have to work out and it hurts to me- to build muscle. So I think it's like the same kind of thing. Like, Oh yeah. Being a sleeper right now is rough and the magic suppression suppression, you know, when we're trying to do things close together is rough, but I think we're going to figure out how to make it work and it'll just it'll just be better for us in the future. Yeah, okay. So, um do you want to and to listeners, I'm sorry about the hail in the background. There's literally nothing we can do about that. Well, luckily for Jaime and Zach's. Yes, thing, I'll I'll yes, cut out like all of our audio when we're not talking. Um, yeah, so, uh, do you want to recover? Well, looking at your crew theme, y'all don't have any, uh, tags to recover. Um, so do you want to give your crew theme an attention? Yeah. 
All right, so everybody give a, a crew. Uh, go ahead and give an attention to your crew theme. Wow, one more attention, and we'll get another tag. I know. Let's see if we can grow through your murderous rampage. <laughs> you won't get a new tag, but you will get an improvement. And y'all currently have two improvements. You have tight like that, which means whenever you use a hurt point, or yeah, whenever you use a hurt or a help point to you know hurt or help somebody in your team, you actually get to count one as two. You get one more additional. Uh, juice to spend on whatever you want to do that with. But we don't have that right now. You do have that right now. Oh. Um, you also have the move Sacrifice, which means um, if somebody else is going to take damage, you can roll to kind of protect them from that damage um, at the cost of maybe yourself. So those are two crew theme improvements you have right now uh, with one additional attention. You will get another Crew theme improvement. Who's next? So I guess, I mean, I don't know if this is where we talk about it, but like we did give attention to the digital data implants. Um, oh, yeah. Thing. I mean, obviously, that's probably not going to happen next episode because of the whole, I mean, or at least not the beginning because of the whole fight and stuff. Um, we can definitely talk about it here or we can talk about it at the beginning or during next episode or something. I was just curious. Yeah, so you have three attention in digital data implants, your divination theme. And uh, yeah, I think, I mean, we can do that now. We can do that before the start of next episode, but you get a new crew theme improvement. Uh, your improvement does not have to, not crew theme improvement. You get a new theme improvement and your theme improvement does not have to be a new power tag there are a lot of other uh improvements that you can get for uh, a divination theme okay um so zach if you wanted to look those over while other people answer their questions and then kind of come back and say which improvement you picked or if you want to save it for after let's save it for after i mean because i was okay. just thinking I'd, i i guess i just had thought in my mind that it was just the power tag but yeah, I'll, I've got the book in my closet, and so I'll, I'll look through it so that when we start next episode, um, there's more of like a solid plan. I mean, I also know that geeking out um, during the credits is like also where we just kind of like casually talk about things, but mm -hmm. I feel like it'd be better just to have a more like knowledgeable go at it. Um, sure, sure. That's next cool. episode. Have, have a chance to think about it. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah, so then uh, which one of these questions do you want to answer? Uh, so with these, I feel like it's the question that we made up ourselves where it's the pitting two themes against each other. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, and that's truly, I mean, and, and I think that's kind of obvious, but the, the divination one and then the truly wants to do good personality type. Rin 2.0. Do you think it was... Ren 2.0 that was pitted against it, or was it Pascal and Associates that was pitted against it? Ooh. Because Ooh. what what are you what are you pitting? Uh, why do you think two of your themes came into conflict? Well, I mean, with the supercomputer, like my mission, my whole mythos and stuff with my mission and stuff is kind of like it intertwined with the digital data implants. I mean, that's the whole reason I got them in the first place was to. Um, kill Deja to 
help the digital data stream. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that's not like why we talked about it in the beginning, but I mean, that's kind of what it has turned into because that's really not what the supercomputer told me at first. It was just like, help you out and then then kind of yeah. changed it. But yeah, now that you say that, I definitely think it's Pascal and Associates, which would that mean would that mean that I would put a crack in it now? Uh, by answering this question that we made up, it would be that you put a crack in it now. And Zach, how many cracks do you have in that theme? That would be three cracks, and that would <gasps> completely change that into creating a new theme, probably a mythos. A again. new mythos theme. Yeah. So, Zach, you are losing Pascal and Associates. Uh, let's do your build-up points first. So, including your power tags and your weakness tags... Uh, add those together, subtract three from it, and tell me how many you have. That would be one. Okay. Yeah, so that would be one. So you get one build-up point. How many build-up do you now have? I've got actually two build-up points. Nice. So can I use... Because we got that one build-up point, that other one from the replacing the my incapacitor gun with the truly wants mm-hmm. to do good. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I use both of those build-up points for that new mythos? So, the way build-up points works is once you get five, you get to pick a moment of evolution from that list. Uh, Like, last time, Bill got a moment of evolution, and he used it to get closure from his nemesis. And so, that means he purchased that, Jesse is no longer a part of his story, or at least will not come back to plague him in his story. Um, But that only happens when you get five build-up points. Kind of like uh, getting three attention gets you a new improvement. Five build-up gets you a new moment of evolution. So, you can't... So, you can't spin that anyway. Or, you can't spin that on a new theme, but you automatically get a new theme because you lose a Logos. You automatically get a Mythos. And uh, this has this has been a long time coming because we've, <laughs> we've answered the question... Uh, which of your themes is on the most strain? If it collapses, what will show up in its place? A whole lot for this specific theme. So, Zach, go ahead and read. What were some of those like brainstorm topics that we thought up that you could use if Pascal and Associates ever collapsed? We thought about some sort of like maybe futuristic transportation, like a flying car or something. Uh, we also thought about a portal gun. I've been looking at that for a bit. I think a portal gun would be pretty epic. Super cool. We talked about also a cloaking device, maybe like a holographic dis- disguise for myself. And then we even talked about like maybe even like something that we could portray on other people, other characters. Also mm-hmm. like kind of in- invisibility, which it's more like even in talking about invisibility, it's more like you change the how light hits the thing. So it's not really like you're invisible. You're just. Yeah. Yeah. And then we talked about energy armor. Uh, or like some sort of like bubble shield that we could use for like ourselves, or if we wanted to like burn the tag, use it as like a cover everyone kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Pascal and Associates is no more. Ren is fighting his number one employee. Their assets were all seized by the police. Uh, Zach, I will give you the honor to clear out that tag or that whole theme. I'm doing that. I'm so excited. Yes. And we will have to get together uh, sometime before next session to pick out what your new theme is going to be. 
and your new theme improvement for um, your uh, digital data implants. So, oh boy, oh boy, lots of changes in Season 3. Yup. Ren's going to be coming in hot to this next episode, this next fight with Deja with uh, some cool new power. We'll, we'll have to see what that is in Episode 73. Will the power manifest itself before the fight? Um, that is totally up to, I mean, that's totally up to how we want to create the narrative. It could be that before Ren left the warehouse, the supercomputer was like, here's this device or here is this device. Please use it. Um, or it could be like, um, like he just manifests this power and like, as the machine takes over him, it unlocks a part of him Mm -hmm. that he hadn't known about and he gets that ability, but it's. We'll see, like, what happens. So, uh, Esther, Faye, what about y'all? Um, I am going to give Esther a help point um, because I feel like they hit a good rhythm. Again, this episode in, like, arguing <laughs> affectionately in the <laughs> car and, like, they're, though possibly not successful, um, they were able to, like, kind of read each other's minds and tricking the officer um, when the officer came to the window. And then she trusted Faye when Faye said to turn down an alley, even though it ended poorly. <laughs> okay, so a, a help point for Esther. Yes. Okay, so Faye and Esther's relationship is uh, maybe being repaired a little bit. Carrie? Esther is going to give a help point to Ren because Esther and Ren, I know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but Esther and Ren um, use, or Ren let Esther use the supercomputer to kind of look into things with her dad. So they kind of collaborated, which doesn't happen often. Yeah. Let's, uh, I'm very curious, Carrie, how many help points has Esther accrued on Ren this entire game? I don't know. This will be two right now. Really? You already had a help point on him? <laughs> had three, one. In three seasons. But I have, seasons. I have two hurt points as well. So yes, now yeah. we're even. So two help and two hurt. Yeah. And I have four help points on Faye. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, before we close out the geek out during the credit session... Uh, we need to do a foreshadowing roll to see if any nemesis will show up next session. Uh, Bill no longer has to roll because Jesse is gone forever. Uh, with with uh, the help of his loved ones, he was able to expel those those bad feelings, that haunting sensation that Jesse left him with, and uh, Jesse will not cause Bill any more problems. And Rin and Esther, it has been one session since your uh, your respective nemeses have showed up. So you need to roll a foreshadowing roll with a plus one. And remember, you do need to roll low. It's been one week since you looked at me. That's all I could think of. I got a seven. That's not Snake Eyes. Okay, so Rin... <laughs> no, I, I, I saw the one, and I was like, Snake Eyes, and I saw the five in the corner, and I was like, well, damn. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Yeah, that ain't good. I rolled an 11, so. <laughs> so guess what? She's gonna, she's gonna be in the next episode, guys. She's coming for the SUV, but it's gonna be in the alley with us, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, so Rin, your nemesis of uh, the guilt of what you've done could show up next session. You do get a, a warning before I just hit you with a hard move. Um, but Esther... Oh, kind of like how you did with Deja. I couldn't tell if that was sarcastic or not. <laughs> that was, <a> <laughs> that sarcastic. was sarcastic. <laughs> uh, I gave you a soft warning. She looked. The soft warning was she looked at the uh, mm. the drawer before she grabbed it. Yeah, yeah, and then like this, like weird, you know, rope thing just summoned in her hand. Oh well, that's just a that's just cool. That's not a softer hard move. That's just a cool move. And even the uh, the computer gave you a, a soft move. It said like check yes or no if you have a crush on me or whatever. Check yes or no. But yeah, Esther. Uh, your nemesis, this uh, this mysterious Latina um, fire marshal, could show up with an eleven plus. She would immediately get to take a hard move on all of you. Oh, or she's coming! You? Uh oh. No. Oh, Lord, she coming? Okay. Well, she's in the alley already. <laughs> well, we're already all humans, so it's fine. Hashtag Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this geek out. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next time.